Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back and happy Friday. I'm Jeff Hartman, your host here for another episode of Let's Ride, the Behind the Steel Curtain. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning podcast as a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com should be your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And before we even get into the thick of things, I just want to remind you, if you just happen to stumble on this podcast, make sure that wherever you get your podcasts, Google Play, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Anchor, Pandora, Spotify, follow, subscribe, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. These podcasts, my Let's Ride podcast, publishes at 5 a.m. Eastern Time every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Now, I can't promise that whatever system you use, whether it's iTunes, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, that it shows up exactly at 5 o'clock. For some reason, just the other day, I was getting ready to go to the gym. I was going to listen to um, one of our podcasts, and it hadn't shown up yet. didn't show up till about 6 o'clock. That's not our doing. That's on our back end, and, and we don't really control that. But I want to make sure you all are aware that if you follow and subscribe our audio platform, not only will you get my Let's Ride podcast, but you'll get Dave Schofield's Stat Geek. We had a really good one on Thursday morning. Michael Beck, our deputy editor, his live mic every Tuesday morning. And then all of our PM podcasts like... Uh, the Touchdown Under with the Aussies from Down Under, the uh, live, I'm sorry, not the live mic anymore. It's uh, Six Pack with Tony. That's what it is. <laughs> We've changed the show. It used to be Saturday Brunch with Tony, and now it's a Friday night Six Pack with Tony. So my apologies. If Tony's listening, he gets it. He just changed the show not too long ago. All right, enough of that stuff. Let's get into the nitty-gritty here, because there's been a lot of news surrounding the Pittsburgh Steelers as of late. There's been a lot of chatter, and this all got started on Thursday when Kevin Colbert, and this is something he normally does, by the way, folks. He normally, leading up into the NFL scouting combine, which is not going to take place this season, by the way, he normally meets with the media. He'll answer questions and all that, and he did it again, even though there's no combine, so kudos to him for doing that. But on top of everything that's happened and taken place, he was obviously peppered with questions surrounding the salary cap, surrounding his um, contract, which is labeled year to year. Of course, he was asked about Ben Roethlisberger. He was asked about the state of the organization. It was a phenomenal read. If you got to read a transcript or if you listened to his one-on-one interview with Missy Matthews on Steelers.com, But everyone took away the same thing from his interview, and rightfully so. Everyone's talking about his comments made about Ben Roethlisberger, and that's what the headline and the title of this episode is all about. If you think that Ben Roethlisberger's issues with the Steelers or the Steelers' issues with Ben are all about the money, you are certified crazy. I mean crazy, because these... This saga, if you want to call it that, and that's what I called it when I wrote an article for the website on Thursday about this, this saga is about so much more than money. I mean so much more than money. So right now, Ben Roethlisberger is mulling around his options. He is figuring out, does he want to play next season? If so, what is his contract going to look like? I think it's pretty clear, especially after Colbert's comments and after Art Rooney II spoke a few weeks ago, that they are not willing to have Ben Roethlisberger play in 2021 
on his current deal. Why? Because that would lead to a $41 million salary cap hit. And this on a day, or the day after, this happened on Thursday morning, when Adam Schefter and several others insiders said that the NFL released a statement to all 32 teams stating that the salary cap floor, remember that's what it can't go below, has been moved from 175 to 180. That's a good sign. But remember, folks, this is still $18 million below where they are right now. So the Steelers are in salary cap trouble already. They can have their quarterback being $41 million towards that cap. So they they said, we want Ben back, but we can't have him back at this cost. And it's not a cost to Ben. Ben's not going to collect $41 million. I think he's due about $19 million this year. It's just a $41 million cap hit. Now, Ben Roethlisberger has made a lot of money over his career. If you just do a quick Google search, he's made over $250 million in his career since being drafted in 2004. That is generational money. And what I mean by that is that if his kids and his kids' kids didn't want to work, they probably would be okay. They could probably just live off of uh, dad or grandpa's money, and they would be just fine. That's a lot of money. And so when people see that Ben Roethlisberger has made that much money, the fans get upset. Because they see a team that's cap-strapped. They see a team that desperately needs some type of relief on the salary cap end of things. And they see Ben Roethlisberger sitting back all fat and sassy, getting ready to collect $41 million. Well, like I said, he's not collecting all that. And he's going to make his money one way or the other. Even if they cut him, he's going to make some money. Even if he retires, he's going to make some money. So he's going to make his money, folks, first and foremost. But a lot of fans are saying, why doesn't he take a pay cut? Tom Brady used to always do this. He would take a pay cut. Drew Brees just had said he would play at league minimum. It, what's Why is it Ben doing this? A couple things here. If you do some digging on the New England Patriots and Tom Brady's contract, let's just say that the Patriots were funneling money to Brady through the TB12 organization. So well, I'm not going to get into that, go down that rabbit hole, but you can look it up for yourself. Drew Brees, what he did for the team in playing for the league minimum, Roethlisberger does not have that as an option. Dave Schofield wrote that article for the website. Go check it out. He cannot do what Drew Brees did. The collective bargaining agreement and the way that his contract is structured does not allow them to do that. But here's what everyone needs to remember. He's going to make his money. It might just be $19 million, It might be a little over 20 He's going to make his money. And you know what? Even though he can't, he can't bring that number down any lower, the only option the Steelers have, before I go into my next point, the only option the Steelers have is they have the willingness or the ability to say, okay, Ben, we're going to give you a lot of this money in a signing bonus, we're going to give you an extension, and we're going to bump that dead cap money over the next two years. So even if he does retire after 2021, they have less of a hit in years that they know the salary cap is going to rebound because fans will be back in seats and everything should be back to normal. But... Keep this in mind throughout this whole fiasco. And this is turning into a fiasco, in my opinion, because instead of them just towing the company line, Art Rooney II, and now Kevin Colbert, we'll get into his comments in a second, have been very outward and vocal about Ben Roethlisberger and the situation with his coming, uh, him coming back. Folks, this is not Ben's fault. This is not his fault at all. Not one iota. It is not Roethlisberger's fault that the, the, the team gave him a big contract. Not his fault. I'd sign there too. It's not his fault that the team says, hey, Ben, we want to redo your contract. It's going to free up some salary cap space. Just sign right here. You're going to get your money up in a signing bonus. You're going to get it right now. 
You don't need to wait. You'll get it right now. Okay, tell me where to sign. I would sign there too. But every time they do that, it just defers the money further down the road. Or as I like to call it, which I got it from my dad, you just keep kicking the can down the street. You're eventually going to have to pick it up. Well, guess what? The Steelers are at the point where they're going to have to pick it up. They have to pick up the can. This is not Ben Roethlisberger's fault. Everyone wants Ben to do the team a solid. When when you look at this from a, in a logistic standpoint, a common sense standpoint, which I know in 2021, this is a rare trait by human beings to have common sense. But still, it is not his fault. Him taking a pay cut would be signing an extension, which I'm sure he would do if the Steelers were to offer it, if he wants to come back, if he wants to come back. Keep that in mind. Okay, now let's go to Kevin Colbert's comments. I want you. I want to read this to you, story hour with Jeff, because I think that you have to read the comments to really understand what he was saying. So this was from Bob Labriola, Steelers.com. You're not going to get any skewed perspective here. Here's what Colbert said, quote, As we sit here today, Ben is a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He met with Art Rooney II. He met with Coach Tomlin. He met with me shortly after the season ended. He reiterated to us that he wants to continue to play, and we told him, quite frankly, we have to look at this current situation. Art addressed that with Ben's cap number, some adjustment will have to be made. And we are negotiating as we sit here today to answer this question. Ben Roethlisberger is on the team. Ben Roethlisberger did a lot of really good things last year. And we anticipate he could still do some good things moving forward. Hopefully, there is a way we could try and figure out how to do what's best for the organization and how to do what's best for Ben. Hopefully, he will be able to do that and feel the same way we do. But there's a lot of work that needs to be done, not only with Ben, but just with the whole unrestricted free agent class and our whole cap situation as well. All right, there's a lot to digest there. So a lot of the issues here is this cap confusion. No one knows what the salary cap is going to be. There's hope that this news on Thursday that the the cap floor going from 175 to 180 is a sign that the NFL is pretty confident that these new TV deals that they're getting are going to really help them at least keep the salary cap where it is now. And that would be unbelievable for the Steelers. If they could keep it at 198, it would be absolutely awesome. But even if it were to go down to 185, and that's what some people are predicting, around 185 to 188, anywhere in that range, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough blow. But Colbert makes it very clear that in the cap situation they're in, they can't really do much. They're, they're, they're strapped. They're cap strapped. That's why they call it that. So this is let's go back to what Art Rooney said a few weeks ago. This is from Art Rooney, the second team president. Quote, you know, we've got to look at the whole roster, obviously, in the context of this year's salary cap and make decisions on it. But I would just say that we're going to try to build a championship team to go into next year. Whether we can do that or not remains to be seen, but we're, going to, we're, we're not going to sit here and say, okay, we're three years away. I mean, we're just not going to look at it that way. We're going to put the best team on the field that we can next year and do our best to compete to number one, win our division, and then move on from there. What, what else do you expect the team president to say? You know, hey, what do you expect him to say? Yeah, we're going to stink next year. Uh, don't get your hopes up, fans. No, he's going to he's going to say what he should say, and that's exactly what he did. So Colbert continues. This was on third. Uh, this was on Wednesday. He says, "Quote: When we met previously, we all agreed that we will get together again at some point once we get further down the road and have a better understanding about what free agency is and what the cap might be. 
And from a personnel standpoint, we will have a better idea about what type of players will be available to us in free agency and how we might want to address either keeping our own or adding some. And we will have a much better feel. We are getting a much better feel for the draft class. So all that comes together collectively, and we have a better idea about what our team will be in 2021 and how can Ben be a part of it and make that group as good as it can be. So it is an ongoing process that doesn't just involve him, but it involves the players around him. What kind of team can he anticipate being around him if we decide we can move forward together? All right, so there you go. And then Colbert did go on to talk about Ben's 2020 season. He thought he did some really special things. Uh, Obviously, they all struggled down the stretch. It wasn't all on Ben. He made it very clear to point that out. So the cap confusion is a big part of this. And Art Rooney and Kevin Colbert have laid that out very clear. And Roethlisberger said himself via his agent that he doesn't care how much money he makes. Heck, the guy's made over $250 million. How can you complain? But you throw, there's other things to think about here. And this is where it comes back. Let's go full circle about the, the, the title of this podcast. And that is if you think this is all about money, you are nuts. You're crazy. Let's start off with retirements. The two players that have retired so far this offseason, and I say so far because there still might be one or two that still decide, I'm done, I'm going to hang it up. Vance McDonald and Marquise Pouncey, arguably Ben Roethlisberger's two best friends in the locker room. And you got to think at some point, and it's already happened multiple times. I mean, the turnover on the roster, and Ben's the one that's always there. Well, Ben always had Pouncey there with him. Ben always had someone else with him that he was comfortable with it has been there for a long time i mean who is that now who is it now i mean pouncy leaving is not just his center it's a guy that's been there for 11 seasons and now he's looking around and he's looking at an offensive line that could be without villanueva and he's looking at you know, kevin dotson's a rookie he's going to have a different center under you know that he's going to have his hands underneath or, or catching snaps from he has receivers that are so young from James Washington down to Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. He he doesn't have a lot of connections on that team anymore, and that's not his fault. He's going to be 39 years old. He's a father of three. Some of these guys, fatherhood is years down the road, let alone there right now. So Vance McDonald, and and, and Vance was – he was a good friend to him outside of the, the, the facility. Obviously, they, they did like Bible study together. Their family, their wives were close. Don't think that this doesn't play a role in this situation. People love to make fun of Ryan Switzer, but Ryan Switzer was a great friend of Ben Roethlisberger, very similar to Vance McDonald. And, and when he didn't make the team, and now he's with a, a part of the Cleveland Browns organization, that's another hit to Ben Roethlisberger. And he has to be thinking sometimes, man, I, I don't even feel like this is the same team anymore. And I can't blame him for that. But then there's one other giant elephant in the room that no one really wants to talk about too much. And that is Matt, the Matt Canada effect. So Randy Feetner, Ben's boy, he's gone. He's gone. He's not coming back. And not many fans are going to miss him. And so here comes Matt Canada. He's been in college all over the place. Art Rooney II a couple weeks ago said he's excited about bringing some of those college-type type, um schemes and and philosophies to the NFL or their organization, which I feel like could move forward and progress a little bit from an offensive uh, philosophy standpoint. But you have to ask yourself, not will Ben Roethlisberger be able to manipulate and run Matt Canada's offense, but can 
Ben Roethlisberger do what Matt Canada wants from his quarterback and his offense? He has to ask himself, this is Ben, he has to ask himself, do I want to go through all of that? If this is my last year, and let's say he tells his wife, look, if I'm going to play, it's going to be for one more year, and then I'm done. That's it. I'm not playing into my 40s. I want to enjoy my family. I want to enjoy my life. If he says that, and this is going to be the last year, do you really want that last year to be learning a new offense, struggling through a new offense, and never really feeling like you can do what you can do and what you've done for the last over well decade plus? I'm not sure. I am not sure. I, I think the one thing that could bring Ben back, it's not the money. It's not coercion or you know anyone trying to convince him. It is the fact that I don't think that Roethlisberger would want the last memory of him to be that wild card game at Heinz Field in an empty stadium losing to the Cleveland Browns. I don't think people he would want that to be fans' last memory. I don't think he would want that to be his last game because it wasn't a good game. Yes, he threw for 500 plus yards and completed 45 passes and and all this create these crazy stats, but he also turned it over four times. And the Steelers lost 5 of their last 6, and a lot of a big reason for their losses was him. I don't think he wants to go out like that. I really don't think he wants to go out like that and because of that, I think that's the one thing he's so competitive that that might bring him back. But I can honestly tell you all that are listening If you think this is just about money, if you think this is just about the salary cap, you're nuts. This goes way deeper than that. And I hope I I outlined that clear clear as mud, as, as they would say back in West Virginia. That's as clear as mud. Ben Roethlisberger could be back. I think he will be back. I think he's going to get an extension. They're going to figure something out. But my gosh, it's not his fault that he's due all that money. And you have to ask yourself if he wants to come back. All right. When we come back into the second part of this show, I want to talk about leadership. This ties into Ben Roethlisberger, so stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of this Let's Ride segment. It is Friday. Happy Friday, TGIF. I hope you are off. Going to have a great weekend. I got to be honest, it's a special weekend for me. It's my birthday on the 20th of February, so um, I'm going to be stepping away from the computer hopefully a little bit, enjoying my family. I'm going to be 38 years old. Jeez, 38. Yikes. Getting close to that four number, that four digit. I don't like that. I don't like that one bit. But you know what? There's a lot of people that dread their birthdays. Not me. I'm going to celebrate, going to have a lot of fun, Um, going to be with my family. It's going to be great. And uh, then we move on. It's another day, another day, another dollar, as they used to say. So let's talk about leadership. Let's talk about leadership. You know, there's two factors of the game of football, especially at the National Football League level, where I I feel that a lot of fans say it's not that important. Eh, It's not that important. Number one would be coaching, and number two would be leadership. So Steelers – leadership has been questionable. We'll put it that way. In the last, maybe in the Mike Tomlin era, since that Bill Cowher team kind of fizzled away and retired and moved on, not the best leadership. We'll put it that way. Who would be the leaders on this current team? Okay, who would be the leaders on this current team? Pouncey was, 
but he's gone. So that that leaves a big vacancy vacancy there for leadership. I think Vince Williams is a leader on the team. Ben Roethlisberger is certainly a leader. He's been a captain for several years now. And I think Cam Hayward's a leader. I'm seriously trying to think of anyone else that would be considered a leader that I didn't list here. I'm talking about a player that's a, I don't care if it's in the locker room or if it's on the field. There's someone that is saying, follow me. I've got you. Let's go. Let's do this. And the ones that I named, they, that they were those type of guys. They were those type of guys. But when you look at the past, and again, sticking to that early 2000s team that won the Super Bowl 43 and Super Bowl 40, just look at some of the leaders they had on those teams. You know, you're talking about Heinz Ward. Talking about Jerome Bettis. Talking about Joey Porter. Talking about James Ferrier. Talking about Alan Fanica. Troy Palomalu. Aaron Smith. When you look at that group, and I know that was a special group. I don't want to compare any group that was that successful that won two Super Bowls to it's it's not doing this current group a, a a fair it's not giving them a fair shake we'll put it that way but you have to wonder boy did the Steelers need some leadership I had a question you know on on my Wednesday mailbag segment if you haven't checked that out go back and listen to that Wednesday show I, I enjoyed that show someone asked you know did the Steelers need a veteran wide receiver to come in because they, they need some leadership and I, I just mentioned in the first segment about the young wide receivers you got to think yes. You have to think you need a young, uh, you have a young group. You need you need some leaders on the team. Ben Roethlisberger's leadership has been criticized up and down, left and right, every which way but sideways. It, it always has been. And maybe it's because he's arrogant. Maybe it's because he sometimes comes off like he doesn't care. I don't know. But I'll say this, and I'll say it multiple times. It's very clear to me that people don't view Ben Roethlisberger as a, an ultimate leader. They expect their quarterbacks to be that type of leader, but that doesn't mean they're always going to be that type of leader. The one aspect of this leadership that I often question is this generation and the generation that's slowly leaving the Steelers now. Did the Steelers kill their own leaders dead in their tracks? Hear me out. So you might have had leaders in the locker room Someone like David DeCastro comes to mind. Quiet. He's a good player, all pro. He's one of the best at his position. And he might be the one that wants to stand up sometimes and say, let's go, guys. Come on, we've got this. He's going to lead. He's going to put people in their place when they have to. He's going to lead. But then you see players. You see players like Le'Veon Bell. You see players like Antonio Brown. And they're getting away with murder. And the coaches are letting them run wild, doing all this crazy stuff. And you got to ask yourself, that David DeCastro type player is probably sitting there thinking, why even bother? Why even bother? It's not going to do anything. They're just going to let them do whatever the heck they want. Don't even waste your breath, guys. Just let it go. Just let it go. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that David DeCastro type mentality. And again, I'm, I'm just using David DeCastro as an example. This is not like some type of insider source or anything. But you have to ask yourself, did they kill their own leadership? I feel like that's kind of being fizzled out since Brown's gone, since Bell's gone. But you, you just need something. And, and maybe this starts from the top down. Maybe this starts from Mike Tomlin. Even Marquise Pouncey was quoted after his retirement by saying that 
Coach T, he, he treats everyone the same, but knows that some people are different. And he gave a quote to someone once that said, do you think that, I think he was talking to like Jordan Berry, or about Jordan Berry. He said, do you think that Coach Tomlin would put up with Jordan Berry if he did what Antonio Brown does? It makes you wonder. It makes you wonder what exactly is going on. What exactly is going on and what is the makeup of that locker room? I, I don't know. I'm not, I've never been in there. I'm not a reporter that's in there with a microphone that's able to kind of go up and down the, the rows and ask guys what they think, and you're looking around, you're seeing, oh, my gosh. But even this season, even this season, yeah, they were 11-0, but everyone knew they weren't playing that great. In 2020, they were not playing great football. And he got Juju Smith-Schuster doing dances on TikTok. You got Chase Claypool selling merch. You've got guys that seem more, um, they're more interested in their brand and they're more interested in the social media aspect of the game. And you got to wonder if some of these players like Pouncey were just like, what is this? What are we doing? What are we doing? It's a shame. It's a shame because I feel like the Steelers were once a very proud franchise, a very proud organization that said, we're going to do it the right way. But maybe it goes beyond this. Maybe it goes beyond Mike Tomlin. Maybe it goes all the way to the top. You have to ask yourself, how much of this stuff happened when Dan Rooney was the team president? How much of it took place then? Is Art Rooney II different? Is he handling things differently? Is he tolerating more stuff? Is he not doing things that his father did? I'm not saying, again, I'm not saying it is. I'm just putting some seeds out there. Let you all take it and run with it. What do you all think? Think for yourself, have an open mind, but you can't ignore the fact that this Steelers team, remind you, I struggled to find four players on the current team that I would consider good leaders because Pouncey's gone. Ben Roethlisberger, I don't think is as great a leader as people think. And Vince Williams and Cam Cam Hayward. TJ Watt, I think he's developing into a leader. Other than that, Minka Fitzpatrick, he seems like a real quiet, reserved guy. Not that he can't lead by example. Not saying he can't do that. But my goodness, this team needs leadership. And it maybe, just maybe, it needs it from the top down. Maybe it starts with Art Rooney, and it trickles down to Colbert, trickles down to Tomlin, into the coaching staff, and then down into the players. Maybe that's what they need, is leadership. Demonstrate it, guys. Demonstrate it, and they will follow, and you'll develop a new core of leaders that will help this team get back to the Super Bowl. That's what I believe. Whether you like it or not, that's what I believe. Let's finish out this show with a little heart-to-heart, shall we? So I was thinking about this segment earlier today. It is snowing again in the Mid-Atlantic. I'm out there shoveling another four to six inches of snow. Seems like every weekend I'm doing that. And I'm thinking about what I want to talk about during this heart-to-heart segment. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with the Steelers right now. When you talk about Ben Roethlisberger, you're not sure about all these free agents and Kevin Colbert's on a year-to-year deal and Mike Tomlin's going into the final year of his current contract. And I think there's a lot of people, my, I, I can fall into this category, that that fear change. You know, they, they fear change. It reminds me of the scene from Wayne's World when they just sign on with Benjamin and his company and Benjamin goes over and he's talking with Garth and Garth has this giant helmet on his head and he's working on creating a fake hand that can move and manipulate like a regular hand. 
And he's basically like, you know, Garth, I think you're a really smart guy. And, you know, change is not always bad. And Garth goes, wait, we fear change. We, we don't like change. And all of a sudden the hand starts to move and he takes a hammer and he just starts bashing it. It reminds me of that scene because there's people that say, like, we fear change. Like, change? No, no, don't change. The thought, the thought of Ben Roethlisberger not being the quarterback is definitely tough to wrap your head around. Ha- not seeing number seven. And even if he was hurt, I mean, it's, trust me, he's been banged up his whole career. There have been seasons like 2019 where he hardly even played. But the fact that you always knew Ben's going to come back, whether it was Ben's got a shoulder injury, he's going to miss three weeks, then he'll be back. Ben's going to come back. 2019, elbow surgery, he's done for the year. Don't worry, Ben's going to come back. Now all of a sudden you're kind of wondering, like, Ben might not be coming back. What's that going to look like? That's going to be seriously different. I could also see Mike Tomlin retiring and saying, I'm done. I could see Kevin Colbert saying the same thing. I'm done. And then all of a sudden, if that were to take place, if all three of those individuals, Tomlin, Colbert, and Ben, were to just say we're done, think about the change that would go on there. Oh, my goodness. I mean, you're talking about the, the world we flipped upside down for Steeler fans. Who's going to be the new general manager? Who's going to be the new head coach? Who's going to be the quarterback? Change is inevitable in life. Change can also be a good thing. I'm not suggesting that if all three of those people were to just step down, it would be a good thing. Not saying that at all. But at the same time, change can actually bring out different changes, and and it can be a good thing. It can be a positive. Not all change is a negative. I think there's a lot of fans out there that, that sit there and think about the day when Ben Roethlisberger isn't the quarterback or when Kevin Colbert isn't the general manager, or even when Mike Tomlin's not the head coach, and they wonder, what in the world is that going to look like? Might be sooner than you think. It might be sooner than you think. But change, although inevitable in life, and inevitable in the NFL, isn't always a bad thing. There you have it, folks. That's our Friday episode. I thank you for spending some time with me. I hope that you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. It should be your one-stop shop. Go there every morning. You're going to get great features, commentary, the breaking news. You name it, we're going to have it. Wherever you get your podcasts, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Follow, subscribe, do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. For my ride or die crew, thank you very much. Follow me on Twitter at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. Give me a follow. Uh, I love to interact with my fans. Big announcement coming next week, I think. I think it's going to be next week. Big announcement for this show. Stay tuned. But in the meantime, have a great weekend. You know how we finish it out. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Go Steelers. Here we go. We'll see you on Monday.